As the truck rolled to a grinding halt, Sassy Smith braced herself at the back door. This would be her one chance, and she wasn't going to blow it. They'd only been moving for a few minutes, so it wasn't a rest stop. At least she hoped not. She'd seen that horror unfold more than once since she was kidnapped off the streets in Niamey two days ago. She wasn't absolutely clear on the time of day. She was guessing early morning, but it could have been mid-afternoon. Her internal clock was pretty screwed up. They were close to a town, if the warehouse they'd just been in was any indication. If they unlocked the back, the doors had to swing out like a big gate, and that momentarily blocked the guard's vision. She'd have a three to five second head start to run once they opened. Given the terrain, that might be all she needed. Sassy was small, but she was lightning fast. She slipped off her wedge heels as she stood by the doors and knotted the Kimar scarf around her waist. It had long ago slipped from her head, but she didn't dare leave the truck without it. She had no idea where they were, and a woman with her head uncovered in some areas of this country might as well be wearing a neon sign and shouting into a bullhorn. The women around her were already tuning up, moaning and wailing. Sassy took a deep breath and reached for that inner calm she could always find when everything around her was going to hell. Being raised by a crazy alcoholic had made that a necessity. Her brother, Trey, claimed that she had ice water in her veins. Sassy shook her head. She couldn't think about Trey right now, or the Mexican prison where he was incarcerated for a murder he hadn't committed. She would shut down completely and be incapable of doing what had to be done here. She needed to focus. What had seemed not so bad initially had turned ugly and frightening in the past 48 hours. If she dwelled on her circumstances for very long, she'd lose her nerve. Four women on the truck had been sexually assaulted on the journey across the Hogar Mountains since Sassy had joined them, and that was just the tip of the iceberg. Sassy'd sat beside one and held her as she'd wept afterward. She had the terrible feeling she might be next if the way these new guards were treating her was any indication. She dragged her thoughts away from that stomach-turning possibility and instead narrowed her concentration to the back door of the truck. This was just like when she'd been a runner back in high school. You waited for the signal gun to fire, and you never looked back until you crossed the finish line. She wasn't weeping like the others in the truck. She was gearing up to blast out of here. If she was lucky, only one guard would be opening the door, and he wouldn't be expecting Sassy. She held a shoe in each hand, ready to brandish them like small clubs if necessary. She heard the padlock rattle in the lock and slipped into the zone, as if she was in the starting block on the high school track years ago. The door swung open, revealing a sliver of light, and Sassy immediately dropped through the gap to the ground, rolling under the truck and scooching out the other side, away from the traffic, before she'd fully taken in her surroundings. The women were wailing. No one would tattle on her. She hesitated a moment, hiding herself beside the two large back wheels. They were on a busy road with a long stream of cars coming from both directions, but beyond that, she couldn't tell anything about her location. 
there was nothing but a long wall directly behind her. Why were they stopping here and opening the back door? They were in the middle of a town, a very busy town. Was that a bridge? She stared a moment. That was the city Masid. She'd been here once before on another story. This was Constantine. The market was just across the road. Why would her captors stop here, in the middle of all these people? Why open the truck beside the Kasbah? These men were not the sharpest tools in the shed. Thank God. She studied the guard's feet by the back door and glanced at the wheel on the traffic side of the truck. The tire was as flat as her chest had been when she was eleven years old and praying for boobs every night. The guard would be climbing in the back of the vehicle soon to grab the spare, but he still hadn't realized anyone had flown the coupe. 